0: You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You're listening to the Locked on Broncos podcast hosted by Cody Rourke and Cameron Parker, your daily Broncos podcast. The post-Thanksgiving meal tends to always hit in the right spots. The leftovers are always great, and people still try to fit in a little bit more dessert. But I tell you what, we are locked on Broncos. Well, unofficially, the Broncos have yet to officially name Drew Locke as the starting quarterback for the team on Sunday against the Los Angeles Chargers. But we go through what to expect with Drew Locke unofficially being the starter because it hasn't been confirmed yet by the organization outright, but that is the plan for the team going forward. Plus, we go through our keys to the game and players to watch all on today's episode of Locked on Broncos. I'm your host, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst and Broncos insider for the Locked on NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke, NFL. You guys can also check out the website, CodyRourkeNFL.com. We've got some video features coming your way to Cody Rourke TV. Plus, you can get in on all the action on the Twitter feed there as well, CodyRourkeNFL.com. also want to thank a sponsor of today's episode of the show, our good friends over there at MyBookie. Use promo code LOCKEDON. i will tell you about them a little bit later on as the show progresses. But let's talk about what the Broncos had announced after practice Friday. Broncos head coach Vic Fangio came out to the media and said that no official announcement yet regarding their starting quarterback for Sunday, whether it be Brandon Allen, whether it be Drew Locke. I can tell you this based on what multiple sources have confirmed to me and various others that have reported it. Ryan Harris of Altitude, Benjamin Albright of KOA, have reported the same exact thing. We've been told that Drew Locke is going to be getting the start on Sunday. However, Broncos head coach Vic Fangio, after practice, came out and said no official announcement, and more than likely he would decide Friday evening or Saturday morning but they will be activating Drew Lock off of the injured reserve list. So really I think if you look at the writing on the wall, everything's leaning towards Drew Lock. It's been that way all week. He's gotten the first first team reps every single day of the week this week at practice for the Broncos. So not really shocked at this point. Uh, you know, the Broncos, they're just, they're being coy with it. Vic Fangio doesn't want to give information outright, and a media member had asked him, you know, have you told the team on who's starting? He says no, so you can't go bother them. So, you know, Vic Fangio having his approach, and so really, you know, we we got to wait for the official announcement, but all expectations, all signs are pointing for Drew Lock to be getting the start against the Los Angeles Chargers and their tough pass rush that they have with Derwin James returning to the lineup for them. It's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be a fun matchup to watch overall. And, uh, you know, a little bit later on here in the show, we'll talk about what the Broncos keys to the game will be and obviously what players to watch in, in terms of when and if Drew Lock does get the official start on Sunday for the Broncos. Here's what the Broncos are going to have to embrace with him going forward. They're going to have to deal with the good. They're going to have to deal with the bad. They're going to have to deal with the ugly through five games. They're going to have to not put all the pressure on him to be the guy to succeed and and to really go out there and perform everything by himself. He can't come into a game and throw 40 times a game. you got to take the pressure off the rookie quarterback and let him do what he can do through the confines of the playbook, even if you have to simplify it this week and then open it up next week against the Houston Texans. The Broncos don't plan to put Drew Lock out there to fail. So they're going to keep an eye on where he's at. He's had a great week of practice. And in other Broncos news, we got to talk about here, Von Miller, Shelby Harris, Josie Joe, and a variety of other guys. Duke Dawson listed as questionable for Sunday's matchup against the Los Angeles Chargers, Von Miller, did not participate Wednesday or Thursday. Him and Alexander Johnson both return to the practice field on Friday, and so more than likely they will probably play, but they're all listed as questionable for now, which means that there's a 50-50 chance, and this is the standard that the NFL has to use. Teams have to you know, generate a specific tag on Fridays for the injury report. Are they questionable? Are they out? Are they doubtful? Or are they probable? They have to give those designations for uh, reporting rights and everything like that, so... Those guys listed as questionable. And in other Broncos related news, cornerback Isaac Yadam will be getting the start at the number two cornerback position this week ahead of Devontae Harris, who has struggled massively on the football field the last couple of weeks uh, in terms of going against the Minnesota Vikings, the Buffalo Bills. He has struggled. He's lost some confidence. And so the Broncos are going with a different move here. They're going to analyze what they've got with Yadam, who, you know, was the starter at the beginning of the season. He lost some confidence. Throughout the way, and then he found himself slipping down the depth chart. But Broncos defensive coordinator Ed Donatello has said that he is stuck with it. He has gotten through everything, and he's been a, a fun player to watch. And, and you know he's got his confidence back. And for the Broncos, they're going to need that because he's going to be drawing a tough coverage assignment against Mike Williams, opposite of where Chris Harris Jr. is going to be going against Keenan Allen. So a lot to consider on today's episode of the show, our Friday Black Friday edition of Lockdown Broncos. Post Thanksgiving, we had our Thankful Thursday episode yesterday. So Broncos fans, thank you so much for tuning in to all the action there. And also, you know, you got to take a look from the standpoint that this Broncos team, they are entering the rebuild. They are embracing the rebuild period. They have to. That's where they're at. And they got to figure out ways to get things done. And, and ultimately, it all falls on the fact that the Broncos have got to put together a game offensively where they take the pressure off the quarterback They get the run game going. And you also have defensively have to get off the field on third down, something the Broncos have not been able to do the last couple of weeks so we're going to talk about that a little bit more as our keys to the game comes on here in just a little bit we're going to talk about what the broncos offense will look like with drew lock at quarterback we're going to talk about which players need to step up and obviously in in terms of you know keys to the game you got to be able to shut down and slow down the offense that is the philip rivers led offense despite his struggles the last two games throwing three touchdowns and seven interceptions you got to find a way to to get the ball out of his hands uh into you know traffic where there's contested coverage and there's also a pass rush. So a lot of obstacles for this Broncos team coming into Sunday's matchup. 2.25 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff for Broncos and the Chargers at Empower Field at Mile High. Now, as we dive into our keys to the game, our players to watch here just a little bit, I got to remind you guys that with Thanksgiving out of the way, I hope you guys really enjoyed what my bookie had to offer for you because they offered you a risk-free bet during the Chicago Bears-Detroit Lions game where you could have chosen a team against a spread for up to $250. And if you won, well, congratulations, you won. And if you lost, well, guess what? They gave you your money back. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer, my bookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting around and sign up today for all of Sunday's action across the National Football League. Do you find yourself wanting to sports bet, but you have a lot of questions, don't know the process, well, don't sweat it, my bookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part of it is, if you join right now, you still have a little bit of time to take advantage of their Opportunity that they have for an incredible sign up offer where you just log into mybookie.ag, you make your first deposit with promo code locked on, one word locked on, and my bookie will match your deposit literally dollar for dollar. To jumpstart your bankroll today. And that's on top of the risk free bet. So let me repeat that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk free bet for play this weekend. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply cannot lose. Make sure you're locked down with Lockdown Broncos. Andrew Locke with My Bookie this weekend. Make sure you do your part, to support your team, and hop on the gravy train to get in on all the action with My Bookie. You play, you win, and you get paid. All right, diving into some of our keys to the game here. I I think it's important that everything has changed. The keys to the game that I originally had set up while awaiting the official announcement from the Broncos on Drew Locke. Things have changed. Offensively, keys to the game. I think you have to do a lot in your nature if you're the Broncos organization. This Sunday... You got to do everything that you can to not put too much pressure on Drew Locke to kind of shoulder the load. What I mean by that is the fact that you got to make sure the pieces, you got to set up the run game first. You got to make sure the pieces around Drew Locke can be beneficial enough for him to have some success when they do try to throw the ball a little bit, try to do the play action or the bootleg. But don't just put all the pressure on your rookie quarterback right away because if you put all the pressure on just solely him, to come out there and execute the offense from a standpoint that he's got to do it all. I mean, yeah, he's the guy that's going to be the signal caller. He's going to be relaying the play to the team in the huddle. The biggest thing where a rookie can get lost on the football field in a big game, especially when he hasn't played since week two of the NFL preseason against the San Francisco 49ers. You really got to take a deep look at where Drew Locke is at. He's had a great week of practice, according to Broncos head coach Vic Fangio, Rich Scangerello. Uh, I, I don't imagine they're going to say, hey, okay, Drew, it's all on you this week. Here's what you got to do. Make every throw. Do this. Check down to this. If, if, you know, if the Chargers defense comes out in this front or they line up in this defensive front here, Here's what you got to do. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to open it up for him. We heard from Drew Locke earlier this week when he met with the media that he's not, he doesn't think that Rich Scandrillo is going to be afraid to open things up for him. I think you got to open things up for Drew Locke, but you can't put the whole entire pressure on him. So the biggest key to the game for me, you got to come out and you got to establish the run early with Phillip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. And, and, you know, you've heard that here before because that is the team identity for this Broncos offense. Their identity as a football team is to establish the running game. They have two dynamic tailbacks. They got a guy that's a, a blazing speeder averaging four point nine yards per carry in Philip Lindsay. They got another guy at 4.4 yards per carry with Royce Freeman, who is the bruiser tailback. They also have a lot of other guys. They have gadget type players like Deontay Spencer. Don't ever run the end around with Noah fan You have playmakers like Cortland Sutton who you can throw the ball to. But like I said, it's timing. It's going to take time for him to develop chemistry with Sutton, the other receivers, the tight ends, but it's going to come. So with that, you're going to see Drew Locke make some mistakes. You're going to see him uh, have some successes. I mean, that's to be granted for the NFL quarterback position. Now, to take that pressure off him, like I said, you got to come out and you got to run the football effectively against the Chargers who do have Joey Bosa, they do have Melvin Ingram, they got Thomas Davis Sr., they get Derwin James back, so it's going to be a full-strength Chargers defense that you're going to be going up against, and that right there is a good test for Drew Locke. This is why you don't want to come out in this game and have to throw it 40 times with Drew Locke. I mean, yeah, you want to see what Drew Locke can do as a thrower. Can he get out and can he extend it with you know being his mobility? We know the Broncos have opened up the mobility game with Brandon Allen. It's going to even be more tailor-made for Drew Locke from what we see going forward from Rich Scangarello. But like I said, you do not want Drew Locke having to do everything by himself. This is where the offensive line comes into play, too. The offensive line cannot allow four sacks. They cannot allow free releases up at the quarterback, especially for a guy who's a rookie, because we see with rookies sometimes they like to hold on to the ball a little too long. Or, for example, they'll just fall down to the ground. The old Kyle Orton sacking himself or the Peyton Manning falling to the ground. You don't want your quarterback to have to take unnecessary shots, especially if he's a rookie. We know Drew Locke just came off injured reserve. He's activated. You have to take a look at where he's at. He is a mobile guy. He's athletic. He can extend plays with his legs. He can pick up the first down being mobile. He can shake and bake a couple of guys. But do you really want him taking unnecessary shots? I think a lot of people don't consider the, the, the consequences that come with playing a rookie quarterback because – you have to simplify the playbook in a way that he can pick it up so he's going to start off with a condensed playbook here in week 1 he's going to open some things up he's going to take some shots but they're not going to just go with everything at the standpoint of hey here you go this is the whole entire playbook we're throwing it out there for you go out and make every throw go out and make every call you know you're going to be just fine rookie no that's not that's not the way it works the Broncos condensed the playbook quite a bit for Brandon Allen in his first start against the Cleveland Browns. You can expect the same exact thing with Drew Locke. And you know, like I said, the keys offensively, run game has to get going. The offensive line is a key contributor in the Broncos having success offensively in the run game and in the passing game. It's no secret. So they got to bring their A game and they got to protect their rookie quarterback when they play the Chargers and that pass rush that they have on Sunday at Empower Field at Mile High. Now let's get on to the defensive side of the ball for the Broncos. Here's the deal. You know, Phillip Rivers, the talk around the national media is that he is losing a step, that he is regressing, and that this might be the last year that he's in L.A. It's certainly possible. I mean, anything is on the table at this point when it comes to what we've seen with the L.A. Chargers. He's had three touchdowns and seven interceptions in the last two games alone. That's you know not a very good statistical format, considering the fact that the Chargers were at one point this season favorites in the AFC West. I think what the Broncos need to do defensively to try to counteract this offense. Well, obviously, you got to be able to shut down Keenan Allen. The last time these guys played, Chris Harris Jr. on the four catches, 18 yards. There's some bad blood between these two guys. It's going to be chippy. You're going to see Keenan Allen talking smack after every catch that he gets. If he gets catches and you're going to see a, a chip on his shoulder. So the Broncos defense, they also have a chip on their shoulder as well from the fact that they just didn't compete against Buffalo, who looks like a pretty darn good football team right now. Buffalo came out and you know they were they were aggressive they were able to move the ball in the Broncos defense the Minnesota Vikings in the second half were able to do that by scoring 27 points in that second half surge that they had to come back and win against the Broncos this Broncos defense needs to respond in a big way you need to capitalize on the narrative that's going on with Philip Rivers struggles he didn't look too good against the Broncos in the last matchup the biggest question is are we going to see Alexander Johnson we're still waiting for the injury report from Broncos head coach Vic Fangio on that Uh, but you know more than likely if he's not able to go, you're going to see a little bit of Josh Watson, maybe even Justin Hollins playing some inside linebacker if in fact a guy like Alexander Johnson cannot go. So keep an eye on that for this Sunday too. But the Broncos, they have to be able to contain Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. I'd almost imagine we're going to see a similar type of scenario where Kareem Jackson's going to be spying Eckler whenever Eckler's in the game or even Melvin Gordon. And you're going to see Justin Simmons maybe shadowing over the top of wherever Hunter Henry is going to be. You talk about Mike Williams, you know, Devontae Harris is going to have to have a big, bounce back week this week, maybe even Duke Dawson, depending on the concussion protocol where he's at, if he's clear for Sunday's game, you're going to have to see if he can step up to the plate and maybe take away that big play option that is Mike Williams. You know, Chris Harris Jr. is going to be on Keenan Allen. So the Broncos really have to condense, keep everything in front of them. They have to be able to get pressure at Philip Rivers because he hasn't done so well this season when he's had pressure in his face and special teams. So like, this is going to be a big key for the Broncos for the rest of the season. I'm going to be talking about special teams a lot. So bear with me here. Brandon McManus has to do a lot more in terms of being consistent when the Broncos need him most. There's been some clutch moments where the Broncos needed a field goal. He's missed it. The Minnesota Vikings game is a big game I like to take a look back at. I know, you know it was a couple weeks ago, but these are things that the Broncos have, you know, been held back from. Special teams play, I felt like this season has been the biggest hindrance of this Broncos team outside of not knowing who the quarterback's gonna be and even quarterback play itself. So I think when we take a look at what the Broncos special teams unit has to do, it has to start with the punting game too. If the Broncos do have to punt, if they have to go three and out, you have to be able to flip that field position. Like, you know, special teams coordinator Tom McMahon had said, Kobe Wadman, you know, he can't have two good punts and then one bad punt. It's got to be consistency. Consistency is something we have not seen from this Broncos special teams unit. We haven't seen it from the punting unit all season long. You can't have these things happen, especially after a 13 yard punt last week against the Buffalo Bills. You got to be able to take advantage of being able to flip field position at altitude. Now, last time the Broncos played the Chargers, Wadman and the punt punt team, they gave up a a punt return touchdown, Desmond King. You can't have that happen. At all, because I'm telling you, that's one thing that will deflate this team completely. We know the Broncos are in the rebuild. We know they're competing to win games and build some confidence heading into next year. They're still installing that culture. But the culture of the special teams unit right now has been very, very foggy for this Broncos unit because the kickoff coverage it has been better than what we've seen over years past. But the Broncos have been unable, maybe outside of two plays by Deontay Spencer. They've been unable to break a kick return for a touchdown or even get field position uh, outside of Deontay Spencer against Green Bay and a couple other times. Punt returns got to be able to do something. The Gunners uh, have to get downfield to stop Desmond King from fielding the ball and maybe even making some moves with it. That, that's been an area of concern for me. The Broncos' punting unit is the biggest question mark, the biggest, I would say, asterisk when we take a look at this team and, and the struggles that they've had in 2019. I also believe that the Broncos need to do more to set up the punt return because look you're looking at the guys covering the Gunners for the opposing team those guys are getting down the field freely so we got to see a big play and I think as special teams that the Broncos can have one big play on special teams whether they force a turnover whether they return you know a a kickoff or a punt return for a touchdown they've got to be able to maybe have that element in an AFC West divisional matchup game and I think that this is the perfect opportunity for the Broncos to do just that against the Chargers who are coming off their bye week they're angry and they're coming into Empower Field at mile high on a mission. So the Broncos got to be ready to not get, in, not to let the Chargers spoil the Drew Lock parade, because that would be a tremendous, tremendous letdown for the organization. You know, I know a lot of fans will freak out, but here's the deal. The Broncos are going to go through the growing pains of winning and losing with the rookie quarterback. And I hope Broncos fans can do the same thing, but we're going to get into our players to watch in this week's matchup coming up in just a moment. But before we do that, I got to remind you guys to check out at locked on NFL net on Twitter. It's got every single local X, Expert from around the Locked On National Football Network, and we are giving you extensive coverage into your favorite teams all across the board. Just go and follow that on Twitter and click on subscribe, and you get news from all across the National Football League from the local experts in their areas covering their team. You can get the Broncos. You can get the Chiefs. You can get the Steelers. You can get the Patriots. You can get every single team in the National Football League on one single feed by the local experts there. Over there on Twitter, at Lockdown NFL Net. Okay, Broncos Country, we're getting into our players to watch portion here of the show before we close out what we've got going for you here on this Black Friday special. A day after Thanksgiving, the news of the day Drew Locke starting against the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday against. Phillip Rivers and that defense and and what they plan to throw at him. I mean, they've had to prepare for two quarterbacks all week long, so that's where the advantage for the Broncos, not announcing it officially until today is coming to practice, is the fact that they've had to look at some preseason tape when Drew Locke's been in the game, then they've had to look at some tape with Brandon Allen and the Broncos offense. you got to be able to mix and match, okay, what can this quarterback do versus what this quarterback can't do so far, based in compare and contrast on those two films of the preseason and the regular season, so the Broncos had the advantage there. you know, Player to watch, I think, is evident. We're going to talk about Drew Locke here offensively for the Broncos you, you, you want to see what you got with your rookie quarterback he's going to be the most talked about player probably on Sunday all across the National Football League you're going to hear it from every single NFL talk show you're going to hear it on the radio shows all week long the Drew Locke era has it begun in Denver we're getting closer. I mean, obviously we we got he's got to be able to step foot on that football field and he's got to be able to make some plays. Now, like I said, too, I'm going to be patient with this because I don't think you can write off a guy after one game and I don't think you can crown a guy off of one game. If he comes in and has a phenomenal game, great. You got to build on that in game 2 you got to be able to have, I think maybe five to 10 total games and you got to see consistency in those 10 games. I'm going to go with 10 games because that's a better sample size. So with the Broncos, we know Drew Locke's going to get five games barring that he gets injured. If he gets injured, then obviously you wouldn't be getting five games a season. So he's going to get five games this season and you have to anticipate that what you see a little bit in these five games, you're going to maybe make a decision on where you're going to be leaning in this year's NFL draft. Maybe add a speedy wide receiver, maybe boost up your offensive line. You know, you have a lot of draft picks to be able to move around and fluctuate a little bit and and make some moves happen. You're going to have to re-sign some guys, maybe let some guys go. That's the nature of the business. But the Broncos in rebuild period, they're going to be identifying what they need to do next in order to make their team a little bit more competitive in the year 2020. So, Drew Locke, we're going to keep an eye on him. His first regular season start in the NFL. How's he going to do? Don't invest too much stock in hit whether he performs well or whether he performs bad. He's a rookie. It's his first start, and it's going to take some time. Now, another offensive player I really want to see Especially this week, too. I want to see how the Broncos' run game gets going a little bit. I'm, I got my eyes on Phillip Lindsey once again against the L.A. Chargers because he's a guy that runs t- tremendously hard, and, and you know, you're know you going to see the CBS graphic they're going to mention. Anytime that Philip Lindsay's brought up, you're going to hear – and this is a drinking game that you guys can do now. Uh, you know, you're gonna hear them talk about the fact that he's an undrafted guy, local guy out of Colorado, so on and so forth. If he does that, well then take a shot. Uh, but outside of that, you know, Phillip Lindsay, you know, he's got that momentum. He's on pace for a thousand yards. He's at six hundred and fifty one so far on the year. The Broncos got to ride with him. He can't finish the game with just thirteen carries, and the Broncos only have seventeen rushing attempts like they did last week at Buffalo. So the Broncos gotta find themselves maybe deadlocked, tied, or maybe with a lead in order to build on that a little bit. So that's gonna be a key and a player to watch for the Broncos offensive side of the ball. Now let's get into the defensive side. Actually, you know what? Let's talk about one more guy because I got a soundbite here that I absolutely love. Uh, You know, last time these two teams played he had a 75-yard touchdown reception. You can guess who? Yeah, broken Garvey. Yeah. And I said, man, Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton's going to have a big game this week as well. You talk about that L.A. Chargers secondary getting Derwin James back. I'd imagine what we're going to see when Cortland Sutton split off to the outside. You're going to have the corner playing press underneath, and you're going to have Derwin James maybe over the top. And you're going to see times where Derwin James is going to be in the box. More than likely, you're going to see him on a little bit of a snap count. Uh, get granted, the fact this is his first game back from a, a major surgery and a major injury that he came back from uh, just this week. So really for LeBron, goes try to get the ball to Cortland Sutton and, you know, try to not just the jump balls. We know that Drew Locke can throw the deep ball. He's got a big arm, but I want to see what Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton could do in the middle of the field. That's going to be a big key for me. And we'll see whether or not it is. Great cash, homie which Randy Moss would be very, very proud of Cortland Sutton. He likes him. He's already been on You Got Mossed a few times. So Cortland Sutton, keep balling. Uh, that's going to be a guy to watch. But defensively, I'd say I want to keep an eye on Chris Harris Jr., especially going up against Keenan Allen. you got to be able to lock him down and force a lot of incomplete passes. <laughs> And if Chris Harris Jr. can do that, the Broncos can get a pass rush at Phillip Rivers, then it makes things a little bit easier. They drop the inside linebacker back into coverage because you know the Los Angeles Chargers, they love to run a lot of crossing routes and a lot of those patterns where, you know, the underneath players get picked by the crossing route. So you have to be able to capitalize on that. And if Alexander Johnson is going to be out of this matchup, which we don't currently know yet as of 1245 p.m. Mountain Time here on Black Friday, then it's going to be interesting to kind of follow to see if Justin Hollins can maybe do that, if he can step up and make some plays there, even Josh Watson, if he can do that. He's got a lot of run on special teams, but the Broncos got to be able to force a lot of incompletions by Phillip Rivers. He can't have a lot of time to sit back in the pocket and throw because when he does, that's when he's the most deadliest player in the game. And so, you know, keeping an eye on that, I think Chris Harris Jr. Is the big one. I, you know, Kareem Jackson, once again, Kareem Jackson had probably his best game of the season as a Denver Bronco against the Tennessee Titans and the Los Angeles Chargers in back-to-back weeks. We talked about that big road win on the road against L.A., where he had that tremendous play right before halftime on the end around by Austin Eckler, hitting him, forcing the fumble, out of bounds at least to a touchback with zero seconds left, and the Broncos going to halftime with the lead and all the momentum. Kareem Jackson, big, big addition for the Broncos this offseason and it's paid off tremendously well for them. He's going to be another player to keep an eye on. I think defensively, when you take a look at the defensive line, this is going to be a big week for Derek Wolf. I think we're going to see Derek Wolf come away with at least one and a half sacks this week, getting after Phillip Rivers, especially if this might be Derek Wolf's last year in Denver. He wants to stay in Denver. The Broncos want to keep him, but you know, at the end of the year when business negotiations happen, a lot of it has to do with money and contract. And based on that, I mean Derek Wolf has earned the right to have a new contract in Denver for at least two more seasons as a Bronco to maybe close things out in his entire career. Maybe start and end in Denver would be a special moment for the Broncos as Derek Wolf is also one of the remaining members outside of Von. Miller, Chris Harris Jr. defensively that are still on there from Super Bowl 50. But Broncos country, thank you once again for tuning in here on this Black Friday. Broncos going with Drew Locke going forward so you can stay locked on here on Locked on Broncos. Actually, you know, we're going to try to get Drew Locke one of these days here on the show. It would bring a whole new meaning to Locked on Broncos. But with that said, Broncos country, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Well, have the post game report following the Broncos Chargers matchup, with kick, which kicks off at Empower Field a mile high, 2:25 p.m mountain time you can catch all the action live tweeting over there on twitter at codywork nfl and be sure to subscribe to the lockdown broncos podcast on your favorite podcast providers wherever you're at broncos country have a great weekend we'll see you sunday for the post game report